0: The past couple of times I preached, we've been talking about uh, the bride. We've been talking about the Shulamite and her journey. And, um, And God is, he's raising up a bride that will be fully in love with him. And that will fully share in his power and his authority. And I mean beyond positionally of what we, what we know is accomplished at the cross. I mean every, what was accomplished at the cross becoming a day-to-day reality Amen. in the body of Christ at large. Um, you know, he is, and in, 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 in the Shulamite we talked about goes through a journey to come to that process. So, Jesus, he's bought us with a price. It's good news. We've been bought with a price. I like how, he, how Jesus says when he's talking about the kingdom of God that he's saying that you are to me, you're like a pearl of great price to me, that, um, that he found and he dug up, he pulled out of the dirt. Now, how many of you know that when you pull raw material, gold, silver, or a precious stone, you've just taken it out of the dirt, that it has some refining to go through? How is that refined? By fire, by fire, the fire of God is coming to the church, and it will purify and fully refine His bride into His image. Um, let's turn to Song of Solomon eight six. Song of Solomon 8, 6 and 7. I'm going to read out of the the King James Version, which I don't do often, but I really liked how it said, how it worded it. Song of Solomon 8, 6. Let's pray first. Father, we thank you for your word. God, cause our hearts to come alive with your your word today. Father, we want to see, we want to see ourselves as you see us and we want to see your son as he truly is. Lord, ignite our hearts with love and passion for Jesus today. In Jesus' name, amen. Song of Solomon 8.6. It says, set me as a seal upon thine heart and a seal upon thine arm. For love is as strong as death and jealousy cruel as the grave. The coals thereof are coals of fire, the most vehement flame. And many waters cannot quench this love, nor can the floods drown it. If any man were to sell everything he had for, for this love, he'd be utterly despised. How many of you believe that God is a God of love? Amen. He is a God of love. That's a good message. And that's a good thing. It's, it's and, and you know, when, I, when we talk about love... Sometimes our, our perception of love, it, especially in the world today, is very skewed and very jaded. Um, and, 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 and we've got to get a definition of love that Jesus has. Okay? God's raising up a bride that's going to be victorious in love and power. And we want to be a people known by our love, but we want to be known by a love that God defines as love. God is love. He's the one that gets to define love. And this scripture talks about it right here. Love is as powerful as death. And jealousy as cruel as the grave. How many of us tend to think of love as deadly, cruel, and jealous? (laughs) Um, But it is. See, um, this Shulamite, she's gone on this journey throughout the book of, of where she first encounters the king and she's experiencing the love and the pleasures of knowing him and 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 she's loving this new place of intimacy with him and then she goes through a couple of these what we call dark nights where she is experiencing some withdrawal of his presence and she's experiencing trouble she's experiencing accusation she's experiencing maybe a bit of hope deferred she's ex- and in all of these things that that are in her heart she's having to deal with all of these inside issues that um that, that she didn't quite expect to be dealing With. Um, But at the end of the journey, she finds herself, as it says in Song of Solomon 8, that she's that she's leaning on the beloved. She's fully dependent on him. She is fully trusting him. And then the king comes in and he's saying, Now you're leaning on me. I I set me as a seal on your heart, as a seal on your arm, because my love is deadly. It's as powerful as death. It is as cruel as the grave. See, the thing about the love of God is it's jealous. He loves you so much that he wants all of you. He wants everything in you. And he is committed to having you. Um, The fire of God's love consumes everything. And when we are setting him as a seal, he's saying, I want you to say, I am yours. I am yours, Jesus. I am yours, Jesus. Come and bring this fire. See, there is a baptism of fire that's coming that's going to consume everything inside of us that does not agree with God. And that is a really good thing. That's actually really, really good news. Um, this, uh, Chuck was talking about like, this, this, this birthing, this new birthing, and, uh, and, and, and this spirit of resurrection. And um, I thought it was just so interesting because I was reading a prophetic word by Bob Jones. that's on his website, and he talked about that exact thing. He talked about the church is going through a new birth right now. And that um, and, 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 and that, that birth, it's that there's going to be a spirit of resurrection on the church. And he was referencing the scripture in Romans 1, 4, that says, he said, a spirit of resurrection that says the spirit that raised Jesus Christ was resurrected from the dead by the spirit of holiness. The spirit of holiness brought resurrection life to the son of God. And I'm telling you that the spirit of holiness is coming on the church today and it's going to bring new birth and new life to the church in this hour. Let's talk about holiness for a minute. Um, there, there are a couple of, this is something that the Lord values very much in his own heart and in his bride. Um, God is holy. He is a holy God. When the angels are worshiping him around the throne, that is the primary word that comes out of their mouth. Holy, holy, holy. And Jesus is raising up a bride. And people will, the angels and, 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 and will look upon the bride, and I believe they will cry the exact same thing towards her holy, holy, holy. So, um, holiness, they're, they they um, a few thoughts on this in groups of people I see in the body of Christ when it comes to the subject of holiness. That holiness is sometimes we, we get this, um, some, some people, some believers in the church don't care about holiness. They, they don't think it's important or they don't, um, they, they don't they, they, um, as far as in their day-to-day life and the day-to-day expression of love towards God. Um, and, uh, and, 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 you know, there's, there's things that happen at the finished work of the cross. And I could do another message on that, which, which is, is our justification, our free gift of righteousness by faith, which I don't want to downplay that at all. Um, and, 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 um, but something we cannot lay aside when we're talking about the, the love of God and the righteousness of God is our sanctification. Is See, when Jesus, he says, you shall be holy as I am holy. Um, um, so, so on the other end, though, we have people in the body of Christ that genuinely want to walk in a life of holiness and purity and righteousness. That um, and 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 that are trying in every way possible to do that. And, and I and I I've, I've experienced this in my own life. I meet I meet believers and and, and young people. They'll, they'll hear a message on holiness, and we we got this picture of holiness, just like you need to be holy as I am holy. You need to be righteous as I am righteous and and the more intense face I make take a picture and put it on the newsletter because this is the one I want everyone to see that I'm a holiness preacher and you can tell by the look on my face (laughs) you need to be holy brother Um, and and people hear messages like this about holiness and 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 they're like oh yeah and and we hear about holy and the first thing that comes to our minds is everything in our lives that might disqualify us from being holy. <laughs> so if that's happening to everyone in the room right now I'm going to have good news for you too so don't worry. Um <laughs> but um and, and 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 in our desire to walk in purity and holiness and righteousness we we we're, we're, we're striving we're doing all these outward things and, and, and things that often I think the Lord actually honors. Um, but, um, but there's something about holiness that's very important to understand. See, because in the old covenant, holiness was something that was demanded by God through the law. But through Jesus Christ, grace was something that was provided and supplied. The law of God demanded holiness. He's on Mount Moses on Mount Sinai receiving the commandments, receiving the rules and regulations, giving them to the people of Israel, you shall be holy as I am holy. In the in the, under that old covenant of law, that was a command, that was the demand of God. In the new covenant of grace, that statement is actually the same. You shall be holy as I am holy, but we're not at Mount Sinai anymore. Or at Mount Zion, Hebrews chapter 12, in a company of angels having been sprinkled and washed clean by the blood of Jesus. And that the holiness of God becomes something that is imparted to his church by grace, by the spirit of holiness that we call Holy Spirit. That is really good news. (laughs) Under the new covenant of grace, holiness is something that is provided and supplied by God to his people as a free gift. We receive it positionally, but we receive it experientially as well as something that becomes a part of our day-to-day life. And this spirit of holiness that's coming to the church, this baptism of fire is going to come and it's going to remove everything that's keeping us from really being who we are. And the thing about holiness is holiness disconnected from a place of joy. (laughs) (laughs) Holiness disconnected from joy. is not real holiness. (laughs) See, Jesus, he walked in the fear of the Lord. It says he delighted in the fear of the Lord. It's just interesting how those phrases are paired together. He delighted in the fear of the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) delighted in the fear of the Lord. And and we, we talk about the fear of the Lord, we're just stuck here. We talk about delight, we're like stuck in happy, odd definition of love of God, you know? <laughs> and and but, but delighting in the fear of the Lord comes together into one place where holiness can be expressed with joy because it said that Jesus, he loved righteousness and he hated wickedness. And as a result, he was anointed with the oil of joy. Far more than any of his brothers. You can be happy holy. You can be happy holy. Isaiah 35 says there is a highway of holiness that's going to be built. And actually, this is a literal highway that's going to connect the different nations in the Middle East. Um, but, but, um, but there, and so that's going to be its ultimate fulfillment. But there's something that's actually, um, that, that, that I believe we're getting a picture of and a taste of um, in the spirit realm, is a, is a highway of holiness up to the mountain of God. That, and it says that only the redeemed and the ransomed will walk there. And they come on it with shouts of joy. <laughs> happy happy holiness we're going to ask for this today we're going to ask for an impartation um, I want to give you a couple of um, overviews of something a couple of prophets have, have been talking about that's, um, that's coming to the body of Christ um, one is Neville Johnson he is, I believe he's from the UK and pastored church for years in Australia. Um, in 2007, he first released this word and then he released it again in 2012, um, which uh, I highly recommend if you want just Google Neville Johnson, um, the Scent Ones is the name of the teaching where, where I heard this and I listened to it a few months ago, but uh, it's just been on my heart again. He talked about, he had an encounter with the Lord and, um, and the Lord t- told him, he said, tell my church this. The seraphim are coming. The seraphim are coming. Now, I just want to give you a little bit of picture of of the gravity of that statement, okay? The seraphim are those creatures that John saw in Revelation 4 and 5. burning with fire, eyes all around them, lion, ox, eagle, man, just different faces, um, 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 six wings, crying out, holy, holy, holy. And it says they've been there day and night. They do not stop crying out, holy, holy, holy. There's an order of angels being released over the church that have been before the throne of God day and night for eternity. That are coming. And they will release this fire. Um, It's a baptism of fire. And what I believe is going to happen. Is that there are the altar in heaven. There is an altar. There is an actual altar in in heaven. The Bible talks about where there are burning coals. There are living coals of fire. That carry the fire of God. And these seraphim are going to come with these burning coals and they're going to release it on the bride. They're going to release it on the church. The fire of God and the spirit of holiness is coming on the church. Um, Bob Jones said that this baptism of fire and, and the sec- it, it would be like a second birthing the body of Christ, and, and here's something I want to quote from Bob Jones: This baptism of fire means that plagues and viruses cannot cling to it. No, no demonic control can survive around it and the enemy cannot trouble you. This baptism of fire will bring in holiness. The holiness is one of the main words this year. Many people are hearing this word. Holiness, 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 holiness. And God, he's a holy God. This is Bob Jones again. God is a holy God and when we are consumed by this baptism of fire, anything unholy that comes into our presence will not be able to stand. The power of this consuming fire will cause demons to flee and sickness and disease infirmities and plagues to die instantly. There will be no question of the power of god that is resident in his people and this highway of holiness is 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 bob jones also talks about this isaiah 35 that it's coming to the church and that the conditions for this highway of holiness that, that the way we walk on it is isaiah 55 8 my thoughts are not your thoughts and your ways are not my ways but god is bringing his people into agreement with both of those things See, so I've heard that scripture quoted, my thoughts are your, not my, your thoughts are not my thoughts, your ways are not my ways, and and often people have quoted that to, to when there's a situation in your life that you can't understand what's happening and you don't know what's going on and someone comes up and pats you on the back, well, brother, you know, his thoughts are not your thoughts and his ways are not your ways, and... <laughs> It is the opposite of what that scripture is actually saying. (laughs) That scripture is not a debilitating verse that says there's no possible way we can understand the mind of God. It is actually an invitation from God saying, because our thoughts are different, I'm calling you to come up and get in alignment with my thoughts. See, we, 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 and we quote the scripture, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, mind does not, um, not picture the things our God is known. And we've left it at that verse. And we've written songs about that verse. But that verse, it, it is not meant to be left alone. Because the next following verses that Paul's talking about is he's saying, but we have been given the spirit of Christ who knows the mind of God. And he is going to make these things known to you. We're coming into alignment. We're lining up with God's thoughts and we're going onto a highway of holiness and it will release joy. It will release resurrection life over the spirit of, um, over, over the church. You know, we had a prayer meeting Monday night, this past Monday here, which I really want to encourage everybody in the body of Christ to come. Everybody, and Ed Hods, oh, everybody in the body of Christ. Everyone in the world that knows Jesus come to our Monday night prayer meeting. <laughs> We would need a new building really fast <laughs> um, um Monday night, seven to nine o'clock. we're here praying and um and and uh and, and 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 we're engaging everybody in the room to hear from the Lord to hear what is God saying, what is god releasing and 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 we want you guys to be a part of it. so come tomorrow night at seven o'clock um but um. What we were really hitting on last Monday is we is the fear of the Lord. We were praying for the fear of the Lord to come over the church, Um, and and we were praying for this fire. Uh, And something interesting happened, you know, as we're praying and then we're singing this, "Release the fear of the Lord." And we're asking for this happy holiness. We're singing this, and we circle up at the very end, and we're all holding hands and praying for this fire. And, um, and, and 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 you know something, a little unexpected happened. His work's quick. Fire, God! Fire, God! Fire, God! Joy came. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so did the fire. <laughs> fire came and it brought joy. And some of us were actually sweating. <laughs> um, I was, and that was the first time that's happened to me when I prayed for fire. In fact, it's kind of hot in here right now. Um, But um, there's a baptism of fire that's coming. And worship team, I want to have you come on up. Because I want us to ask for this. I want us to agree with this. And, And the thing about prophetic words is we keep agreeing with them until we see them. Okay, okay, so, um, but I believe there is a bit of impartation the Lord wants to do today with this, with this fire. Um, see, the thing about the fire of God is, is this song of Solomon 8, that it's jealous love. See, see, the fire of God is really good for people that say, yes, Jesus, I'm going to set you as a seal on my heart. I'm going to set you as a seal on my heart, my affections. I'm going to set you as a seal on my arm, on my actions, on my life. Because when we do that, the fire actually becomes our friend. But to our enemies, it becomes a very dangerous thing. Our God is a consuming fire. It's burning away bondage. It's burning away chaff. It's burning away depression and anxiety and sickness. And the things in our lives that have kept us from walking in to that holiness that we have received by the grace of God. There is, there is, that God is coming to to set all those things right with his fire. And his people are gonna be happy again. He's coming to break off depression, anxiety, addiction. Any thought pattern in your life that does not line up with the word of God. See, the thing about this, this fire, is it is, 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 is you think of Daniel, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. They were thrown into the furnace and they themselves were not burned. But the bondages around them were